0: okay it happened on february 9th we finally got konomi crumbs it's it's a poster and a release date and not only are we getting it on the 25th of may but it's on like star wars's 45th birthday and i'm i'm feeling a lot of emotions that's that's where we're at really Um, hi, it's me, Kels. Uh, welcome to my solo episode (laughs) of Queer Sentency. Um, so after Becca did hers, she told me that I should do one of my own, just so I can really just kind of go completely unhinged, I guess. And so, um, I feel like there's no better day to do it. And the day we get Kenobi news. I feel like that I was already planning on doing it today, but this is- The Kenobi news is really just setting it in that I should be doing this today. So, anyway, yes, hi, I'm Kels. My pronouns are she, they. I- We're just getting Kenobi content. That's- That's what's happening. And I feel better with the world. Um- I did also enjoy the Boba Fett finale. I won't go too into that because I really wanted to, I want to talk about it with Becca more, um, and compare thoughts with her. Uh, I I enjoyed Boba Fett overall. Um, I don't really have that many problems with it, other than like, if I were to say something I didn't like, I just wish that Boba was in episodes five and six more. But I still loved everything that we got. And it was a it was a solid show, it was fun. I was entertained and ultimately that's what matters to me. I just wanna be entertained and have some fun little Star Wars stuff and that's what I got. So I'm a happy little person with my Star Wars content. And that's all that matters. That's that's truly all that matters at this point. However, think that the major domo and Peli should uh get married. That their interactions and their vibes are perfect for each other. Um, and that is just the kind of chaos that Tatooine needs. They just need them together constantly. Especially because the major Joan was now out of a job. Because the mayor is now gone. Um, homeboy can just go help out Pelly in her little shop. And be a male wife. And just vibe. And that's truly all that matters at this point. Uh, Guards of Flip is still dead. Um, truly a terrible day for the MILFs. I also miss Trans twilight I miss him a lot. Um, he never got a name, which is quite unfortunate. But he was killing it in every scene he was in. And I love him for that. I also miss the Tuscans. I will always miss the Tuscans. Um, we need Tuscan capitalism to become a thing. I need Baby Tuscan everywhere. At all times. Yeah, that's just... (laughs) I miss him a lot. I need a Funko Pop. That's what I need. They need to release Funko Pops for Boba. So I can get Garza and Baby Tuscan and his Mastiff. Um... On my shelves because they would fit right in on my shelves, even though my shelves are getting full, but that's fine. That's whatever. I do love that I made myself a tiny little outline as if to kind of keep myself on track. If I go on a ramble, I can get back on. And by outline, I really mean it's me just kind of putting Kenobi in all caps and telling myself that it's okay. To go on an Anakin ramble. So. Bear in mind. I will probably go on an Anakin ramble. Um. But who knows. I did have a lot of my friends tell me. That I should talk about High Republic. And considering the fact. That I can't really do that when Becca's around. I probably will also talk a lot about. High Republic. Because phase one. Did just end. And I have a lot of emotions. When it got to the ending of Phase 1. And I did finish Midnight Horizon last week. And basically, I'm all cut up on High Republic. Except for I still have to read High Republic Adventures and Trail of Shadows. But besides that... I Also the manga. But I'll I'll get to those eventually. But (laughs) I'm... I'm caught up at least on the High Republic comic run and not prepared for issue number 15, especially if- because there's some parts of that that I don't know if I want to see it. I read about it in Fallen Star. I don't know if I want to actually see that with my own eyes because reading about it was traumatic enough. Um, and I don't know, but- it's fine. Avar Chris will help me get through. That's all that matters. She's she's the moment. Speaking of Avar Chris, uh, Boba Fett did enter his Avar Chris era today by riding a Rancor. And Avar would be proud. She did do it first, but she'd be proud. Omega also did it first. So Boba's really just following in the footsteps of strong, powerful women before him. And I think that's that's great. Like, that's great for him. But for people who, like, can record or have podcasts on their own and it's just them, kudos to you. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know where to look right now. Because when I'm with Becca, I can just look at her and at least feel like I'm having a conversation with her. Now, I'm just staring into space with my Druid cardboard cutout staring at me. And I, I don't know what I'm doing, but we're we're vibing. It's all a vibe. And since I was just talking about Ava Chris, I feel like now it can be the High Republic thing. So uh, if you are not caught up on High Republic and if you care about hearing about spoilers, I would skip... If I'm smart enough, I might put in a timestamp to figure out when I'm done talking about High Republic. You can come back in. Or you could get caught up and then come back later. I don't know. Basically, spoilers for everything except High Republic Adventures and Trail of Shadows because I haven't read those. Everything else is fair game, essentially, at this point. Um, it has been a month since Fallen Star. I've had a month to decompress (laughs) if you saw my video of me finishing it at midnight with work the next day at 6am I was sobbing and was just getting over a cold so I was extra snotty and I will say my snot was a paid actor in that video um I will not elaborate if you know you know but something I did for Fallen Star is I decided to just take notes. I don't do that when I read. But for some reason I felt I felt something inside me to just like take notes while I read. And I <laughs> some of them are great, some of them don't make sense. So, but we're just going to kind of go through ish and just kind of read some of the highlights. I feel uh, this is—I feel the best way to talk about my review for *Fallen Star*. It's just kind of what my brain was thinking of, and they're also not in order. I don't know why they're not in like order of how it goes. But this—it—I it, don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what my brain was doing in like the forty-eight hours it took for me to read *Fallen Star*. It was a time I didn't really have thoughts, just chaos and depression. But you know, that's how that goes. My first note was just me being very excited that the Firebrands was, in fact, confirmed <laughs> Polycule. <Polykill. laughs> like, that was, I think, the best thing in the whole thing. Um, because we as the fandom had been shipping them as a Polycule. Like, kind of as a thing cuz we, we like to find polycules and things. At least at least queer Star Wars fans. I don't know about this as heads, but at least us queer Star Wars fans tend to find the polycules and cling to them. Are any of them canon? No, but they're canon in our hearts and that's all that matters. So, we all started it was after Rising Storm. We got Rising Storm and we're like, "Okay, this is a, This is a polycule. This is a this is not a love triangle. It's a circle. This is a circle." They're all in love with each other. And I don't know about you, but I was terrified that they were going to somehow make it a love triangle between them. And I was not prepared for that. But I, you know, as we all know how books tend to go, that people don't like polycules. So it has to be a triangle. But freaking Claudia Gray and the Luminous team, they came through... And it is a polycule. A canon polycule. I love that for us. We won. Um, I love that the next note was me taking note that Elzar has longer, shaggier hair. <laughs> I don't I don't know why my brain decided to cling to that, but I did. So Elzar does have longer, shaggier hair in The Fallen Star, everybody. And I think that just really represents his crippling mental health just collapsing. Like mine, truly. And <laughs> I also would, would, like, quote TikTok sounds. And I don't know if that's funny or just embarrassing that that's how I process things now. Um, but it was that scene where... Orla, they're like Alzar asks Orla how to use the force for good and just like how you have to over not overthink it and how do you come to conclusions and she's just like I can't tell you, you just have to know and he's just like, Unfortunately I don't know. <laughs> That's how the scene went, right? <laughs> Like that's that's really how that scene went. And she's like, "Oh, you just figure it out." And he's like, "I I can't. That's the problem. I have too many thoughts in this little head that has one brain cell that's just jumping around." But yeah, Elzar in this book was a gem, and I I love him. He's a chaotic boy who deserves all the good in the world, and yeah I love him I love Avar. I love Stellan I love all of them and I miss them all so much I'm laughing at this point and that's how I'm coping and then yeah, again because this isn't in order the next thing that I had was that talk between when Stellan's drifting in and out of consciousness and his just- and it's like, he's like, I was always kind of jealous of you and of you and Avar's intimate relationship. And I was always jealous of you guys because you guys were always closer and I was just kind of there vibing. And Elsar's just like, dude, I'm trying to not die right now. Can we talk about this later? Why are we talking about this now? <laughs> like, for once, Elzar was the one with the brain cell. That was the plot twist, is that the firebrands share a brain cell, and most of the time, Stellan and Avar have it, but occasionally during Fallen Star, Elzar had it. <laughs> and it it, it, went, it went actually went okay, and I was proud of him. The infamous, I knew Martian was a whore note, which... Is he a MILF? He, he's, he's into MILFs, because... Not Garza Whip, uh, Ghirastaros, there you go, Ghirastaros, he really was just sleeping with a MILF, granted, it was, he was doing it for, like, power, but, like, man didn't have to do that, he still just seduced this mother, and it, (laughs) the entire- (laughs) <laughs> the entire time I read Mission to Disaster so I don't know if you've read Mission to Disaster yet considering that the only the audiobook and maybe the ebook is out I don't know but there's no um, the physical book isn't out for like another month but the entire time that Ghirastaro was, which was very little that she was in it but when she was in there I was like Avon I can't take you seriously because your mother is currently fucking Marcianro right now <laughs> and then when Avon's like how do you know where I was and who like is like how did you know all this I'm like honey have I got news for you but you are a child so I won't tell you um yeah oh my fun little note where I was just like remember last year when we were buying Light of the Jedi and we're all happy and optimistic because it was supposed to be the time of peace and prosperity yeah me too we really did because Light of the Jedi is, like, this gorgeous book, like, physically. Like, the, the cover of it and the aesthetic of it. And it's, like, because most Star Wars books and their spines are darker. And, like, have a dark aesthetic. But, so, it's really fun on my shelf to kind of have Light of the Jedi just, like, sticking out white as a white book. And I was, like, this I like this aesthetic. This is nice. Like, it's all happy and hopeful. And then, like, we're all depressed. And I've said this before, but Star Wars... They really realized that they couldn't put Order 66 into this. Because obviously it's 200 years before. So instead, they just decided (laughs) to make their own Order 66. Which I almost say is maybe not arguably worse for me. Maybe it is for me. Because I I feel a deep connection to a lot of the people on Starlight Beacon. And the fact that they really just... We had this... The whole phase was around, like, this was a part of, um, Lena So's like, great works. And this was, like, amazing, the height of the republic. And it was, like, the symbolism of hope and freedom and, like, prosperity. And it was just burnt. And just dropped onto a planet and exploded. Like my soul. Um, it was traumatizing. It truly was traumatizing. There was a terrifying moment when I thought Claudia killed Avar off page and truly was terrifying. I was not... I literally was like, you know, her and Stellan are fighting because the girls are fighting. They're having a fight. It's fine. Lover's quarrel. Just the ship just explodes. And I was like, wait, did... Did Claudia just kill Ava or Chris off page? <laughs> so for a very terrifying... Like, however long it was until we got Avar Ava POV... I was, like, sitting there crying because I thought she died. She didn't. She was fine. Um, but I had a heart attack. Um, I also think it's very rude of Claudia for the firebrands to be very close together... And almost all being in the same room together... And that's when Starlight conveniently decided to explode. It went, no, I need to keep these three away from each other. Explode. And Avar was stuck on the top half and could it get down to Stellan and Elzar on the bottom half. Rude, Claudia. I'm still mad, but I know it was a group effort. But but Moshion's POV was so funny because it would be Senator Starro's and she'd be in her head just thinking she has Marcion Rowe in the palm of her hand because she's super sexy and she has him and like she's like wooing him and she has him in the palm of her hand and it's like hey I can make him do what I want because I have the upper hand here and then it skips right to Marcion's POV and he's just standing there like I could just kill you right now should I kill her do I need... to No, I I still need her for a little bit. No, I could kill her, though. You know, maybe because she's kind of boring me. But also, I need to tolerate her. Because she's giving me information that I need. But I really don't give a shit about her. <laughs> like, I don't I'm like... I'm just like... Dude... <laughs> Poor poor Gira, though. She really thought she had him and was having this great affair going. And nope, he does not give a single shit about her. And is constantly contemplating whether or not to just shoot her down right there. And also his assistant. I can't remember her name for the life of me. But she was just in the corner the entire time. And Gira just, like, has this weird things that... She likes Martian and is in for a want and is jealous of her. Because she's like, ha, huh, you're jealous of me because I have Martian. Meanwhile, the the his assistant just doesn't give a shit. And is just chilling and loves being second in command. And is like, I'll just do what he tells me. You're the one that's, like, in trouble, potentially. But, you know, I'm just going to sit here and watch and vibe and look non-menacing. And no one will notice me. And that's how I want it to be. You know what? I respect her forgot her name but I respect her I'm terrible with names guys it's fine and plus I don't think I even wrote her name in my notes I just wrote assistant which I also don't know how to spell her name because I was in the audiobook so there you go I okay I genuinely thought so when Marcion was like I'm gonna bring the gaze electric in to watch starlight burn in person I really thought that was gonna come back to bite him because I was like man's there Like, Nan's gonna somehow get out of Starlight and see that his ship is there and be like, hey, that's Martian's ship or something. And then he'd be exposed. Um, My fears clearly did not happen, but that was a fear that I had. I just thought he was gonna, you know, accidentally do something. You know what I need more of, though? Elzar and the vessel crew. That was a dream team I did not know I needed until it happened. Elzar man thinking that Geode was this, like, symbol for like divine symbol and tried to like bow in front of him was <laughs> one of the funniest things i've ever read in my life meanwhile leox jossie just comes out high on weed or whatever and it's just like hey dude wait yeah that's our navigator and Elsa's like that's a rock <laughs> i don't know how that's gonna navigate us through space but okay <laughs> uh marcia and roe did walk so the trade federation could run because Marcion Road did the droid thing first, um, so Trade Federation can thank Marcion for having that. Be, I lost my train of thought and I don't know what I was saying. There you go. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how that. Th- I don't know what that thought started out as. <laughs> but- just left my mind as I was talking. Okay. Welcome to my, uh, very neurodivergent brain where I just will be saying something and then I get distracted by looking at my notes and forget what I was talking about. Hope you enjoyed that. I sure did. Um, anyway, fandoms do have to stop putting in religious trauma. I'm still processing my own right now. Like, Stellan's entire arc was religious trauma. <laughs> and I just... <laughs> I was not prepared. <laughs> See, I've always... I've, I have enjoyed Stellan. I definitely of the Firebrands, he's like my least favorite. And as least favorite, that means like he's the one that I'm least attached to. He's like... I just, in no way do not dislike him in any way. It's just if I were to pick a favorite, it wouldn't be him. But that is something on him. That's more just the like fact that I attached to a Avar a- first. But this... His arc in this book... And his whole thing going from being, like, the golden child that has feel like he has this need to do everything right constantly. Because, and he's like, and he puts everything into the Jedi Order, not just because he's the right thing to do and because he believes in the Order. It's because he feels like that's the only thing he can do. And his worth, his only worth comes from being in the Jedi Order and in the Council and being the perfect little Jedi. And it's only gotten worse after Valo when, like, that whole hollow thing with him holding uh, Lena So as she was potentially dying on Valo, like, that was, like, a symbol of the Jedi Order that, like, everyone was pushing. And he then instantly thought, I have to live up to that constantly. And it was exhausting. And then he has Orla being like, hey you should maybe take a step back because uh, you're not in control of your life and you don't think you have any worth outside of the order. And that's bad. And it's him coming to terms that he just depends too much on the council and the order for his worth. And I was just like, that was me. (laughs) I don't need to be called out right now. (laughs) But yeah, that was fun having to watch Stellan go through that while i'm still working through that and seriously star wars calm down with the religious trauma i'm i'm still processing my own um i was very excited that bell and burry became besties Because Belle deserves a bestie after all the shit he's gone through. Like, he's gone through the ringer this entire time. The poor boy could not catch a break ever. Um, So, yeah, then they gave him a best friend and then proceeded to maybe kill the best friend. Um, Give First off, why is Belle not a knight at this point? Like, this boy should have been knighted so long ago. Why is he not a knight? (laughs) I'm excuse excuse me. Uh, but why is he not a knight? Wreath's a knight. Spoiler. But Wreath is now a knight. I cried when he was knighted, by the way. Uh, I felt like a proud parent. But bell has gone through the rigor. In the end of The Light of the Jedi, Um, Loden Storm told Bell that he was ready to be knighted. And then obviously, like, after Loden disappeared, he definitely doubted himself and felt like he needed more. And, which I understand. But after what he did in Valo, that was also more than enough time for him to, like, prove that, yes, he should be knighted. Like, boy doesn't have to go through the trials anymore. Boy had to watch his master die in front of him twice. Basically. Um, and uh, now he also helped a bunch of people get off of uh, Starlight Beacon. So, if Homeboy isn't a knight yet, what does he got to do? I mean... He's done so much, he's done so much more than I feel like most people have in, like, their own knighthood. Why is he not a knight? Why is he still a Padawan? Let Belle become a knight, please. Um, also was terrified that Indira was gonna die, and he was gonna have to, um, go through the trauma of losing a master again. But also, speaking of losing a master, fucking Burry... Oh my god, not only did Burry lose his master? He lost his master the same way Bell did. And they're like, yeah, remember in, you know in Rising Storm when like we disintegrated um loading Great Storm in front of Bell. Yeah, we're going to do it again in front of Bury and Bell. And like Star Wars calm down. We have enough drama going around. I need you to not. I really need you to not. Um, also, I'm a dumbass because I, for some reason, I don't know if it's because I wasn't paying attention when I read it or if I'm just dumb, but <laughs> I thought the leveler was a machine, <laughs> that machine gun thing that was shooting <laughs> that was shooting Jedi. <laughs> and I was really confused as to how it was moving around. <laughs> Until then I realized, I'm like, oh wait, no, that's a fucking creature that's sucking the life out of Jedi. That is not, that is not, it, it was not a machine being operated by Nile. It was very much a living, breathing thing moving around. And I felt so dumb. Like, it was halfway through the book by the time I realized it wasn't a machine. And I'm just dumb. That's... That's really that's really what it is. I love how I said that. I thank God Wreath isn't on Starlight. I would not have been able to handle this. Uh, yeah, Wreath is currently fighting for his life on Corellia, though, so I wouldn't I wouldn't call that a relief. But you know, I do think it was a power move that Martian said that like he literally was just like having coworkers sucks. I'm using robots now. Like, he really did. I think it's just after the Tempest Runners and how they all tried to overthrow him. He's like, "Man, nah, we're done. We're done with that. I am now using robots. And truly, after seeing how unhinged the Nihil are, I don't blame him for wanting the job security of just using droids at this point. Um, it, it made sense. <laughs> the Redhead, though. Again, can't remember his name. Um, but that annoying, that annoying redhead, it really, it felt like a personal attack on me, simply because I'm a redhead, and there isn't a lot of redhead, uh, representation in Star Wars. (laughs) And so, and, like, of some of, several of the redheads, two of them are, like, whiny bitches, (laughs) and it feels like a personal attack on me, but, you know, again, can't remember his name, because I couldn't, I could not tell you how to spell it, either, because I listened to the audiobook. That is the one downside of listening to the audiobook is that um, I don't know what character names look like. So, like, people, like, I'll, like, be listening to the audiobook and then I'll go in the Discord and I'll look at people t- typing out names. I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck that is. And then, I, then I read it. and I'm like, oh, that's what, oh, that's how that looks? That's weird. I don't like how that's being spelled. So, yeah. But that's, that also could just be me another great note of mine I relate to Elzar because because I too would only think about Avar while in a crisis <laughs> me too bro me too I always think about Avar but especially when I'm in a crisis yep there's my note of if Belle doesn't get knighted by the end of this I'm suing Um, he wasn't knighted so does that mean I'm suing um leox is a hippie druggie he he is and he's just vibing but he also has brain cells like he's vibing but he has brain cells and does not hesitate to use them and will use them to his advantage (laughs) okay also apparently elzar has a stubble like he has a stubble so his he has a stubble and his hair is longer manza's going through it (laughs) I I I get it that he was on like a forest meditation retreat thing, but I I like to assume that he's just in a midlife crisis and this is how he's this is how he's handling it. Um, another highlight is when Stellan. Everyone's just anytime anyone passed Stellan. They just would comment on how terrible he looked. And how they're like, dude, you're not looking good. And he would just be standing there like, thanks, I'm having night terrors. (laughs) I'm not sleeping right now. It's a really stressful time. Like, every time, every time anyone walked by him, they're like, dude, you look terrible. (laughs) You look bad. Get some sleep. And he's like, I can't. It's, It's that one scene in The Witcher season one where uh crazy i haven't seen this show in like two years ago because we're, we're like jaskier runs into um gerald he's trying to catch the genie and genie, he's just like i can't sleep and so and jaskier just starts asking about pie and he makes a mean comment and jaskier just yells at him like you need a nap and gerald's just like I can't fucking sleep. That's literally Stellan the entire time. He's just like, I can't sleep. <laughs> really, I should go to bed. Okay, I can't. <laughs> I he, he just can't. Um. Also, me being the Dunkirk stan that I am, you know, when all the ships they sent out that stress call and all the, sh- the all the ships came to try and help ferry people off of Starlight, it really felt like space Dunkirk at that point. <laughs> And I don't know if that was the intention, but it really felt like a space Dunkirk moment, and I I loved it. Um, okay, but here's why I'm convinced that we're going to see these characters again. Phase three. Phase three has to come back to this, right? Because Marcian Rowe is literally watching Starlight Beacon fall, and is in his head just like, this isn't even going to be my greatest accomplishment. Like, going remembered by. I'm like, that isn't what you have planned as your biggest? Do I want to know what your biggest is, sir? Like, if your biggest isn't taking down Starlight Beacon, meaning, like, the biggest hope-bringer that, like, the galaxy has at the moment, what is your biggest? Like, what's your greatest accomplishment, dude? Like, I want to know. I really want to know. Um, but yeah. I'm convinced that Phase 3 has to be going back to that because the way that they ended Fallen Star with his um, amazing speech about revealing himself as the eye of the Nihil and saying that he's, like, that he's just started. And I'm like, you can't just end like that and then never, ever go back to this. Like, they they have to come back to it because it's too open-ended to never talk about these characters again and... Not have Martian eventually be defeated, you know? Because he really only has has gotten started. Because he's been lurking in the shadows, planning, and then now has finally come forward, announced himself as the Eye of the Nihil and the one that's behind everything. Like, I'm behind Starlight Beacon, I'm behind Valo, I'm behind Hetzal Prime, like, all of that was me. And you're just gonna tell us that we potentially might never see them again? That doesn't make sense um phase three everybody we're gonna get everyone back in phase three phase two we're gonna go back to some happy times hopefully i don't know they're gonna give us some fluff and good wholesome content i'm hoping before they just slam us with more pain that's what i'm telling myself i also got very excited about a force bond unfortunately i can't think about what that was that's the one problem when I read books fast, is they all get kind of jumbled. And again, I, I, don't, I don't have great memory. <laughs> so apparently there's a Stelzar Force Bond, and I, I had a bunch of crying emojis after it, so it must have been good, but I cannot for the life of me remember that part of the book. So I apologize, but it clearly had a bu- an uh, impact on me because I, I made a note about it. Uh every time Elzar called Avar and Stellan his song and his pole star, I wanted to cry. Like this man is going off to potentially die, and it's just like my pole star and my song, they are with me, they are with me now, and I'm like, oh my god, it's the fucking polycule. Ugh. I love this. Oh, the Elzar Anakin parallels are there's so many of them. Um, basically, Elzar... I've said it before, but Elzar is what Anakin would have been if he had... If he, like, somewhat knew how to regulate his emotions and actually allowed himself to, like, open up to people and, like, tell people about his problems <laughs> and instead of stuffing it all down. Um, also, if, like parts, and obviously, like, the council isn't all to blame for Anakin. It's it's a lot of things. It's mostly Palpatine. But, like, if he won, if, also, well, honestly, if Anakin hadn't been mani- emotionally manipulated and abused by Palpatine, he would have definitely been better off. And I feel Elzar is proof of, this is what happens when you grow in a healthy environment as a, as a person with this, these kind of emotions. And... It hurts, but also makes you love Elzar and Anakin that much more. (laughs) Um. But (laughs) Kira Staros just holding onto Martian's arm while he's just internally plotting how to kill her. (laughs) That's their entire relationship. Her thinking she has him in her grip, and he's just standing there like, I could shoot you right now. Like, I could just. I could just grab my gun right now and just shoot you. I could have my murder droids just, just, just bomb you down right now. No, I need you to to represent me. No, you know what? I no, I need you for a little bit, but as soon as I don't need you, you're gone, like, <laughs> buddy, <laughs> bro. Um. I did, after that note, go, Marshawn is officially my favorite non-Force sense of the villain, though. Go, sexy blue man, go. Do with that what you will. I don't know. Um, Stellan dying? Broke me? Because I I remember going into the book, I'm like, okay. Because, again, because of the three, he's my, the one I have to least connection with I was like okay if I had to pick one of the three to die I want Stellan to die but then he died I was like wait no I take that back I hate that I don't want any of them to die and I just I and it's that moment when you realize that the fallen star wasn't starlight but Stellan because Stellan sees the polycule as a constellation and he was their pole star that was holding them together and he was the fallen star. And I... Claudia, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it still hurts. It still really, really hurts. <laughs> And it hurts that all I wanted from this book, I wanted this book for one thing. I was like, there's one thing I want. I have one expectation because I have, I don't, I go into things with low expectations. I just want the firebrands in one place. I want them hanging out, all three of them together. And I didn't get that. Um, I got, I got Avar and, and, and Elzar. I did get them running into each other's arms and hugging and clinging to each other. And Holding hands and snuggling, so I did get that, but they also were grieving Stellan while it was happening, so I was just crying the entire time. Um, but them running at each other was it on a beach? Was it on a beach? Did they have a Drukari moment where they just ran at each other on a beach, or I don't know. They were outside and they ran at each other and just clung to each other, and I was already crying because of Stellan, but I cried more. And obviously, we got a lot of Stellan and Elzar and some slight Stellan and Avar in their little hollow, hollow thing. But we never got all three of them together. And that might be my villain origin story. Overall, I really enjoyed Fallen Star. If I had one problem with it, it's more just the fact that, and it's because the comic run is still going. But. It felt it felt almost disjointed in the way of. It would have flowed better as a book, if what's happening in the comic run right now was also either in Fallen Star or happening in like both of them. See, I almost in a perfect universe. As much as I'm loving the comic run and seeing it, I almost wish the comic run had ended after episode issue number twelve. So when they were going off to get Lorna. That was like a good ending. And that would have been an ending to the comic run. That would have led right into Fallen Star. With everything. And then everything that Avar went through. With the whole Lorna thing. Where she almost kills her. That could have been in the book. Fallen Star. Because Fallen Star its actually was like pretty short. And it's the shortest one. So if you put in everything that's happening in the comics. With like Avar. In the top half. It would have... The emotional weight of the top half exploding and killing everyone on it would have hit more if we actually had more point of views up on that top half. Which I know is going to be in the comic. So if what's in the comics had been in the book and Avar's arc had been in the book instead of just in the comics. I feel like all of my the weird pacing problems would have been... Solved, and then Avar. It wouldn't have felt as weird for Avar to kind of sort of be there on the sideline, because that also felt weird. So if she had a full on POV with all of her stuff in the book, it would have just felt less weird. But the reason it's the way that it is because the comic run's still going. Um, but yeah, but I'm also enjoying the comic run. It, it's it it's a, I don't know. It's a lot. It's confusing, but. You know. And I do have Midnight Horizon thoughts, but here's the thing. I got about a quarter of the way through and just and just didn't continue them. I just didn't continue them. (laughs) I don't I don't know why I didn't I just I just forgot. Um so they're not as it's not it's not as much. It's more just me crying over how much I love Reef. Um, I do relate to Ram because I am numb inside all the time. That was something I felt. Ram, drama Ram is the space Leo Valdez. If you don't know who Leo Valdez is, read Percy Jackson and then here's Olympus. They're the same character and I mean that in the best possible way. I love them so much. Um, (laughs) Wreath calling Starlight his home all happy but then me knowing it's about to be blown up. (laughs) That hurt. I also had this sinking feeling that Comek was gonna die. Turns out I was wrong. Um, he did leave the Jedi Order, though, so I don't know if I call that a complete win. Because, you know, Wreath got knighted, and everyone was crying, and I was crying, and we're all just happy, and then Comek's like, yeah, I'm not a Jedi anymore and ran off. I was like, well, that was sudden. Like, I understand that you were very into Cantum's story and what they were doing, but I didn't that was sudden, bro. Like, okay, bye. S- see you later, I guess. Um, Wreath and, and Ram is a friendship I also did not know I needed, but I loved it. They were so cute. They were amazing. My last note was me wondering how tall Reef is because Crash has a stand on her toes and is at his chin. Yeah, that show, I literally got a quarter of the way into the book before I stopped taking notes. But I did- I didn't- I enjoyed it. I did enjoy Midnight Horizon. Um, I think one reason why I didn't enjoy it as much as everyone else is because I haven't read High Republic Adventures. So I'm not as connected with those characters like Zine and Lula. Like, I've only seen them in this book and in Race to Crash Point Tower. So I don't have that connection with them. I've enjoyed what I've read about them. It's just what I've read about them is very little- and not enough for me to like get overly attached, even though I do enjoy them. And so that's why I really want to read Higher Public Adventures when I get physical copies. I don't know when that's gonna happen. Because I, I do want I do want to read about them and get hype with everyone else because obviously you all love them. Plus I know quantum's in there. Quantum? Cantum? Cantum? I don't know. Kant'em? Cantum. I think that's how you would say it. I love them. This was my this was my introduction to them. Um I would do anything for them. Is it because they're a fellow NB? I don't know. I love them though. They were just, I love that they went and joined a circus at one point. Like that's I feel like that's what I would do as a Jedi. I would just kind of be like, you know what? I need I need a break, and then we'd just go join a circus for a hot second. Like that sounds that sounds like fun. And then and then they met Lula and were like, oh yeah, I'm back now. Also, that Yoda scene, I will say that Yoda scene was up there with, um, the Attack of the Clones Yoda scene. Peak Yoda. It was so good. Yoda's just been like, I've been off doing whatever, and then now I'm back and I kick everyone's asses. So, I did enjoy, I did enjoy that. I do enjoy Yoda. Quite a bit. I'm a Yoda enjoyer. Um... But yeah, that's really all I kind of have to say about Midnight Horizon. I enjoyed it. It was a good read. Um, I think it's... My ranking's hard. Because I have a ranking of... Because ranking was hard because all of the Higher Public books are all either four or five stars. So ranking them is nearly impossible because I love all of them. So I think it's like number four or five But again, that's because it's... I think I rated it four stars. Which is still... Yeah, I don't know. It was good. I really enjoyed it. And I feel after reading High Republic Adventures and when I go eventually to reread it, it, I might enjoy it more. Simply because I know the characters more. And connect with them more. I don't know. I just have a lot of thoughts. Like, I just have a lot of High Republic thoughts. And I really do not want... For this to be like, to never, if I never see Ava Chris again, I will lose my mind. I need to see them again. I need to see all of them again. Phase three needs to be with these characters again. Or else I will not know how to cope. I miss them already. How many times do I have to say I miss them? Any As many times as I want. Um, but High Republic is so good. It's so good. I'm very excited for The Alkalite. I have no idea what it's about. We have crumbs. But I'm very excited for The Alkalite. because I just want High Republic on screen. And I want to do well. And then for more High Republic stuff to happen. Also if that High Republic TV show. Kids show is actually happening. <laughs> I'm very excited for that. Very 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 excited for that. Don't know what it's going to have. It obviously since it's a kids show it's very obviously not gonna have Elzar the whore but whore affectionate when I call him a whore I mean it affectionately in every way possible because (laughs) that boy he's a whore and I love it I love him um yeah I don't really know what else because that's I don't know how what else to talk about for Public, Republic because that's that's I just kind of there you go that's my longish review of Fallen Star plus um Mich- not Mission Disaster well Mission Disaster kind of I also enjoyed that one I gave that one four stars too that was a good read um I love Vernestra and Emery a lot and Avon really grew on me in this one I enjoyed her in the last one but she really grew on me in Mission Disaster um I just love Justina's writing style and how she writes middle grade books. It's really good. Like middle grade, Out of the Shadows is definitely one of my favorite high republic books. And so her her middle her YA book was good too. But her 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 middle grade Chef's Kiss, it's it's so good. I don't know how she does it, but it's amazing. You should do not skip the middle grade books. I know. Like a lot of people just want to skip them simply because they're middle grade. They are some of the greatest reads in high republic. They're they're so good. Like they, you go in thinking it's gonna be this fun little read, and you go out being like, I am now contemplating the meaning of life. That's how I felt after Tess of Courage. Like that's really how I felt. <laughs> so yes, read them. They're they're quick. They're they're short and they're quick. So I don't know why people are skipping them. Because it's not hard to read them. Because, again, they're middle grades, so they're fast and easy to read. And if you listen to the audiobook and read it, even even if you read it, like, at normal pace, it takes, like, three hours. It's not long. And then if you read it at double speed, it takes, like, an hour and a half. And, again, you're done. So, read them. Read the middle grade books. Uh, just re- just read all everything. Just read everything. Because High Republic... Has yet to do something bad. And I I don't I don't think it's possible to do anything bad. Plus it has all the gay people. And we stand the gay people. In this house. And in this podcast. We love gay people. I just spent so long talking about High Republic. I'm so sorry. Well actually no I'm not sorry. I'm passionate about High Republic. And I told you once I get going I get going. Um, I'm starting to like lose my voice though. <laughs> so. Um. Kenobi, it's it's happening. May is going to be my Joker month. Um, I'm just going to forewarn you, Brotherhood and Kenobi are coming out 15 days apart. So, um, I'm going to need you all to check in on me, on my mental health, make sure I'm actually functioning. Because after, ge- after going so long without Anakin and Obi-Wan content, I am now getting a book and a TV show. Fifteen days apart. It's 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 gonna be a lot, and I'm I'm very excited thinking about it. Um, and I'm not gonna let the fandom menace ruin this for me because um, fuck them. This is my time to shine. This is my time, and I don't care what complaints they have. Like I literally just like you know what you just don't know how to have fun, and I'm going in with no expectations. Because my expectations for the Kenobi series is just, I want to see Obi-Wan and I want to see Vader. That's it. That's all I want. And, okay, Quinlan Voss, I do want Quinlan Voss. But also, if Quinlan Voss doesn't show up, I'm not going to, like, hate the show. That's more like just a little cherry on top. You know, like, you get ice cream. And you enjoy the ice cream. But if you come with, if it comes with the cherry and whipped cream on top, you enjoy it a little extra. Because there's that little extra flavor and, and fun on it. But you but even if you didn't have the cherry and whipped cream, you'd still enjoy the ice cream. And you wouldn't miss the whipped cream. It's just the whipped cream's a little extra fun. That's Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss is the whipped cream. <laughs> Meaning, the ice cream, I'll still enjoy it. But if, if Quinlan were to show up, I would lose my mind. That's that's just it. But I'm not gonna like throw a fit because he doesn't show up kinda of thing. I don't know if any of that made sense. I just started talking about ice cream. I guess I'm hungry. Um but but yeah. The one thing I will care about is if the fanboys try to shit on Hayden. Even though, at one point, this one fanboy in my comments somewhere, I can't remember where it was. But they came at me and they were like, you know it's the fanboys that are most excited that Hayden's coming back, right? I'm like, where the fuck did you get pull that from? You're telling me the ones that used to bully him back in, like, the 2000s and you were constantly shitting on him, saying that, like, he isn't a good actor, are the ones that are most excited for him to come back? Sounds fake. um, But okay. You do you, I guess. But but yes, um, K- K- Kenobi's, Kenobi's out in 105 days. Uh, Brotherhood is out in, in 90 days. And I am, like, already, I'm trying to stay calm and not lose my sanity. I did scream in the car for a solid 10 minutes today, though. Because I, I got a text that we got an announcement while I was on my way home from work. And I just screamed in my car for 10 minutes so that's kind of where my excitement kind of came out and i'm i'm trying to stay calm and collected at least on here but (laughs) yeah i'm very excited for kenobi i'm very very excited for kenobi i don't know when bad Badge is coming out i'm excited for that too but at this point i don't know when that's coming there's a marvel show happening in the midst of all this I don't know. I don't even like care about Marvel at this point. Unless it's eternals, I'm like eh. But Star Wars is all I care about at this point. It's it's fine. I'm I'm doing great. I'm thriving. I just need to survive 105 days. Technically 90 days, and then I'll get more Obi Annie content. But yeah. I now feel like I just need to rewatch all of the Skywalker saga now. That's just that was my reaction to today's news. I just need to go rewatch everything. I think I might. Also, uh it coming out on the 40 on the 45th anniversary of Star Wars is the perfect day for it to come out, and if fanboys try to tell you any different and get mad that it's not on May 4th, uh block them. You don't need that negativity in your life. I truly do not know what else to say. So, to summarize, if I can remember what I talked about, uh, Boba was a jolly good time. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I was entertained. Uh, did, did I mention that the Major Domo and Pelly should get married? I think I did, but if I didn't, they should. Uh, Stan High Republic, it's the best era of Star Wars. Uh, Fire Brands are the best ship of Star Wars and we were robbed of them actually becoming a, like, thing thing. Because Stellan told Elzar, I want to be a thing with you guys. And Elzar was like, cool. And then Stellan died. So, yeah, thanks, Claudia. Uh, and I'm going to need you all to check in on my sanity in May. Because I might not survive. Because it's it's been... <laughs> It's been six sixteen sixteen years Yes? No. What's math? Seventeen? Seventeen. Seventeen years. Seventeen years since since we've seen Hayden and Ewan as Anakin and Obi-Wan and I'm going to cry the whole time. I'm gonna be unstable in every way possible. So yeah, just checking on my sanity. And hopefully I don't drive Beckett insane because whenever we do any sort of episodes during that time, I will just probably be crying the whole time. But yeah, so if you're still here, thank you for listening. I hope I entertained you with my many, many thoughts and rambles. And yeah, follow us on Queer Ascendancy wherever that stuff is i my brain's turning off i'm sorry <laughs> but yeah i don't know what we're gonna record next we're trying f- this friday but we'll see if that happens but yeah until then peace out uh this has been wizard and i love Chris.